Can't hear it. Well, good call. Good call. Hold on. Hold on, everybody. Let's try this again. Welcome in to the DNVR Avalanche Podcast, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, the top-rated sportsbook out there. I am Rudo, joined by AJ Hayfley, as always, as by the time this live show is over, there will be NHL hockey on your TV screens. It will be back, and in less than 24 hours, it will be Colorado Avalanche hockey. Yeah, 24 hours from now, we will be watching uh, Abs Wild. Yep. Cannot wait. Oh, my God. One more day, and it's finally back. Even if it is an exhibition game, it is still what we've been waiting for for over four months now. Man, brutal. Four and a half months almost. Pretty much four. I mean, shut down on the 12th, so it's over four and a half months. Yeah, Proper games, not quite five months until you get to proper games, basically. Yep. Um, but I look, I'm just excited to watch anything right now. This Flyers Pens game that it's coming on in in 40 minutes here, I'm gonna just devour basically. <laughs> uh, but if anyway. you're uh, if you're subscribed to D- DNVR uh, and you're in the lounge, come hang out. We're gonna be yeah. uh, well. I will be in there. I don't know if you will be, we'll be- but I will be hanging out. Live chatting about the game anyway as we watch. So yeah, well, that's the amazing thing about Discord is it's just like it's almost like a a digital crowd to just chat with. It really is. Um, I mean, this is how I this is how I uh, get through a long distance relationship. You watch movies together. Yep. We had a there was a service that we used when we first started dating, uh, and now it's like. We just have Discord. You don't need. You don't need Discord is the free version of that like, service. Just Discord. Discord worked because that service shut down because oh, they were man. like, "Well, we can't monetize this," and it was like, "I don't know how you can't monetize this. This is an amazing thing that a bunch of people use." And now it's just like, "Oh, Discord just gives it away," and it's like, "That's why you can't monetize it. Somebody's just giving it away." That'll do it. Now, now we're here. Appreciate the kind words, chat. We're glad we made it. We'll put it that way. Yeah, oh my gosh. <laughs> Let me tell you, all the other people talking about, oh, abs fans deserve a proper avalanche podcast or what if try and try and get through five days a week during a pandemic and then and then act like you're a proper abs podcast. <laughs> then then you can stunt on anybody. But until that happens, all y'all pretenders. We out here. That's all. We were the we were the only ones that made it through all of this. We were the only ones that cared enough to actually hang around and and try and provide some content during a freaking pandemic. And it's because we love this more than anybody else, and we love y'all more than anybody else. So better. Hockey is coming back in less than an hour. I'm I'm so ready. So as as you informed me earlier today. The exhibition games are, in fact, 13 forwards, 7 defensemen. 
Yep. Which is great news for the Avs, given that they have 13 forwards they want to put in their starting lineup, and I'm sure yeah. a few others they'd like to try out. 100%. So, it, is it that easy for the exhibition? Do you just run your top 13, or do you try and work an O'Connor in there? Do you try and work someone else? Uh, for the exhibition game, you know, I probably would. Um, I want to see what Shane Bowers has. I'm sorry. I just <laughs> I just want to. Uh, I want to see what Bowers has. I would put him in there. I would put Jost in there. I would put Timmons in there. I will put Byron in there. I will put all the exciting young kids and I would put everybody on notice that these guys are going to be in the lineup next year when they're defending the cup. <laughs> and if they go out and they, they smoke Minnesota's playoff roster, then, you know, all y'all on notice. Easy game. Yeah. That's, that's what I would do. That's the ultimate power move. Hey, we're going to put a bunch of, we're going to put a handful of the kids in who are going to take jobs next season. We're still going to roll y'all. And we're going to see what you do in the offseason to try and catch up because your booty. <laughs> the power move of beating the Minnesota Wild with children. Got That's it. what I would do. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it's that simple. Who sits then? You, obviously, you get an extra spot. But if you're running O'Connor, you're running Byram, you're running Timmons, you're running Bowers. You know, someone's not going to get that exhibition game. Someone's yeah. going to jump right in in the in the round robin. I would I would sit the older guys. Uh, sit a Cole. Sit EJ. Sit Belmar. Um, if you wanted to, you could sit Calvert just because he's so injury prone. <sighs> don't go there. <laughs> like, don't even take the chance. <laughs> when he gets hurt, you want it to be in a real game. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, definitely. You know, that's Calvert's the going to go. bring the same energy to every game, no matter what, to well, and that's that type of player. Fear. Right. Like That's why I'm not wasting an exhibition game on Matt Calvert, is because he's going to go 400 miles an hour trying to kill a penalty. It doesn't count. <laughs> and it's like, just... You've already blocked a shot with your head this year, dude. Yeah, he's back on the throttle. <laughs> just take, it, take the power away from him <laughs> and let him sit. Uh, and I would go... I would I would slot in some of the some of the younger guys that you just want to give a look to, without it having <coughs> without it having to matter uh, like the round robin will. Yeah, I, I guess the other question that's kind of been circulating today more news about Mark Barbario potentially going overseas to sign. Does that change his spot in the lineup at all, or is he still just no. expected to play in his seventh ish D role? I, I would say Barbs or Connaughton is first guy off the bench on the defense uh, and whichever, you know, whichever one they prefer. Yeah. Um, I would just say because Barbs has been with the team for so long, he's earned that. Um, just personally, that's, that's how I feel about it. But him him having a deal in Switzerland to go and do something when he's done, like, good for him. Um, especially if... if the abs had already been like, "Hey, we're not gonna, we're not gonna bring you back at the end of this deal. If you want to get a jump on something for next season, especially uh, a European deal where you had to get those a little earlier, especially with no free agency this year." Well, given that European seasons could start in like two months, <laughs> <laughs> right? He could go straight from winning the cup to playing in the NLA. Yep. 
So like good for if if that ultimately ends up being true, and we've heard smoke about this for a while. Yeah. Um, it came out again today. Um I I didn't check the sourcing on it. I didn't actually dig into it very much, which was irresponsible on my part, but I just haven't done it yet. But it seems to be very much a consistent thing that we continue to hear. So I'm I'm willing to just take the leap of faith and say that that's probably true. And good like good for him. You know, and think about it. If you if you were 30 years old and you had been in the NHL the last couple of years, you knew that you were probably on the tail end of your career. You weren't going to get another NHL deal. Why not? Right. Go make hundreds of thousands of dollars continuing to play hockey. Right. Like he's done the AHL bus thing, trying to get a job. Yep. And riding around playing in these smaller, why not go live in Europe for a year or two? Make the same kind of money that you're making in the AHL. Go Get live an in awesome life dude. experience. Switzerland is beautiful. Yeah. Like, especially, especially, you know, no kids. Just go do your thing. I think that would be. I I think that would be. If I if I was a hockey player and I was facing the reality of hey, NHL wise, I'm probably not getting another deal. I'm I'm on the wrong side of 30. I haven't like hardcore won a job and proven that I am this guy that I have to be here. I'm going to have to go win another job. There's no guarantee I could end up in like Cleveland or something next year. Like you know, instead of taking that instead of taking that chance that he ends up in Grand Rapids cuz he signed on a bad team. Yeah. Like why not go to Switzerland? That's exactly how I would approach it. Miko said it best. No wife, no kids, no consideration. Straight up, like, not what he was talking about, but it still applies. Um, do you think you could be a third-pairing guy in the NHL somewhere? Mm-hmm. I don't think so. A seventh D, maybe. Yeah, I, I've long felt that he's a rotational guy. Yeah. Um, the role that he's played in Colorado has been perfect for him. He's such a great teammate that he maybe got to stick around an extra year because everybody loves him. But as we've seen... Um, and this is no knock on him, but I just, I think the talent around him is past him. Yep. Um, you know, not even like a Kanaan, but with Timmons and Byron both sitting there. And he's no longer young enough to be that, like even a Ryan Graves type where you're like, maybe there's still something more here. It's just <laughs> yeah, what well, he is at this point. When they claimed him, he was 27. Right. And like that, and we, you know, all the studies on aging curves uh, show that's that's still like right considered prime, prime. territory, yeah. the tail end of the prime. By thirty, you're definitely, you know, star yeah. players are are coming out of primes. Yeah, seventh defensemen are, you know, Pretty you're probably done. yeah, yeah, and that's and that's why I think it's smart for him to get a jump on this. Yep, he's he's secured a job for next season, and he's good to go and. Um, you know, selfishly, uh, anybody that's a longtime listener of the pod knows that I'm very, very fond of Barbs, and I have a lot of good memories with him. Because he's just a good dude. He's just a good dude and easily one of the nicest guys in the game. And I know you hear that about every, like, there's always that guy on every team that a media person is like, oh, just the greatest guy you'll ever meet. But those fools are lying. Mark Barbario is the greatest guy you'll ever meet. <laughs> Does does Barb's have all of his teeth? I can't remember him not missing or missing any teeth. As far as I know, yeah. All right, so maybe maybe Mark Barbario doesn't need Green Mountain Dental Group, 
but plenty of hockey players certainly just, do. Just on speed dial, just in case. Yeah, right, exactly. Because in hockey, you could lose a tooth at any moment, basically. That's right. But Green Mountain Dental Group has you covered, whether you're losing teeth out there on the ice or you're just looking for a regular dental checkup. Either way, they are one of the best damn family-owned dentists in the metro area, and they're extreme Colorado sports fans, just like everyone here at DNVR. They have a great location out in Lakewood, just 15 minutes from downtown Denver, so they're extremely easy to get to. Our very own sales director, Lindsay, just had her wisdom teeth out over there, and she said it was one of the best dental experiences of her entire life. Plus, when you schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam with them, you'll get a free Sonicare toothbrush, the electric kind as well, to make brushing super easy. You just stick it in there, and it basically takes care of your teeth for you. So schedule that cleaning x-ray and exam today and get that free Sonicare toothbrush. And, of course, today's show sponsor, DraftKings Sportsbook, the number one rated sportsbook app with bets all over the board here i i'm not sure i bet you can even bet on these exhibition games i haven't actually looked to be honest with you because i'm too busy getting hyped about betting on mckinnon winning the con Smythe instead because that's the that's the real bet that's where it's at let's face it or you can bet on mcdavid like aj wants to for uh most points in the in the playing round either way though any plenty of money to be made out there on hockey out there on baseball for now uh, bet on yeah, this week. Bet on the Marlins not playing, and you'll make a lot of money. Uh, bet on baseball while you can. Yeah, is that's all true. I'm gonna say. That's true. Get your baseball bets in now because you might not be able to later. And of course, basketball, NASCAR, soccer—you name it. UFC, huge one as well. I think Colorado in the first couple months there led everyone in betting on table tennis. Was it? <laughs> They bet like $6 million on table tennis or something. Yeah, so, I think it was the first month of sports betting being legalized in Colorado. Yeah. They made about $29 million, and the most bet on sport was table tennis. So if you want to bet on it, you absolutely can over at DraftKings Sportsbook. I'm no table tennis expert, but uh, if you are, DraftKings has you covered. Jump on it today and Make whatever bet you want. You even have special odds this week where you bet $20 on any team when you first sign up and you can win 100 bucks. So go to DraftKings Sportsbook, download their app today, and use code DNBR when you sign up. All users can get that bet 20 to win 100 bonus with that DNBR code. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. Other terms and conditions and eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Second period of the DNBR Avalanche podcast. So, AJ, you're about playing the kids. You're about playing the kids in the exhibition. No doubt mm-hmm. you'd like to see some get in during the round robin as well. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. mean, that's that's more like Jost. Jost, and if someone scores a hat trick in the exhibition, play them maybe. Yeah, maybe, maybe give them the first round robin game. <laughs> All right, and then and then he has no shots on goal in eight minutes of time. Then you're like, never mind. Mm, okay, back to the status quo. Then, <laughs> yeah, get back to the bench. <laughs> but one thing we can always do is add more kids. That's something every team does every single year at the draft, except for that one year the Chicago Bears traded all of their picks. Because, you know, Mike Ditka's crazy. That was the New Orleans Saints. Was it the Saints? Oh, my bad. 
uh, clearly my football knowledge is lacking, and that's why I'm on the Abs podcast. Yeah. Either you, way, uh, traded them all for Ricky Williams. Yeah, don't do that. Um, don't trade all your picks unless you're sure you're about to win a championship. I mean, Ricky Williams was coming off one of the most prolific college football careers of all time. Mm-hmm. And how many championships did he win in the NFL? Mm-hmm. Well, he played for the Dolphins for a long time. So, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, the Dolphins and Saints is a bad combination for championship winning football. Yeah, back then anyway. Yeah, the I mean, the Saints had their moment, but yeah, well, and they're still good. Like Sean Payton and Drew Brees still doing their thing. That era has been the only memorable era of their whole existence, outside of the five minutes of Archie, I guess. Either way, the point I was trying to make is yeah. What was the point? The Avs have draft picks that they're going to use this year, and we. For a little bit of fun today, if you were hanging out in the DNVR lounge, you saw one of AJ's mock drafts. Who My all-defenseman draft? Yeah, only defenseman, all defensemen. But we decided to run a couple of sims for ourselves and, and make a few picks here and, and just see what we came up with for the Avs' first two picks, that being the first round and the third round at the moment. We can talk about that a little bit, and we'll get into, I think, what we both ultimately want, which is for the Avs to trade for a second-round pick. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Maybe another third while they're at it. Yeah. Because uh, some parts of the pipeline are starting to look a little bit dry at the yeah. moment. When you look at the abs pipeline, you look at that reserve list. Um, it's basically the, the, the forwards are good at a lot of different levels. You've got yeah. a couple of guys that you like everywhere. <clears throat> and on different staggered timelines at that. So that's nice. Um what you don't like is that basically the graduation of Byram and Timmons, it, that's it. It leaves you with, well, hopefully Hellison is something in a couple of years, basically. Yeah. And Drew, Hell- Drew Hellison is a minimum three-year college guy. Yep. Uh, and that that was true before the pandemic. If they cancel this fall hockey season, I don't know what Who even knows those yeah. guys do. So. Uh, New Hook, New Hook is is one of the ones that you would say is close to the NHL, so you're not too worried. Like, yeah, he's I mean, he's going to be here sooner than later. But there's guys like Sample Ranta where he'll sign after you would expect he would have signed after his junior year, which is the upcoming season for him. You just have so um, many, right? You have Cout more in the immediate. You can throw yeah. Powers into that category as well. Then you have New Hook yep. in two years, and then after that, you have Ranta, you have Bocage, you have. Uh, Kovalenko, probably in a year or two. It's right. The the prospect pipeline in the forward side is very wet. The yeah. defensive side is pretty dry. <laughs> it's basically Drew Hellison, and then you're hoping one of the Notre Dame guys pans out. Yeah, and Zaravilov then, is a total mystery, really. Right, Zaravilov coming to North America and how he adjusts and all the different. We're, we're beyond getting overly hyped about Russian kids coming over to North America unless they play substantially in the KHL. Yep. So uh, Tyler Tyler Weiss is a four-year college guy, and we'll see. I have to say, though, the way that he has progressed in his game in the first couple of years is encouraging, but he needs to take some big steps forward, and he needs to fill out. Like, he just... Yes. He's, he's so tiny. He's... Uh, He's Still. not Smirnov. Smirnov was like a one-year wonder almost. Well, and he was an over a year. Yeah. He was he was a second time eligible guy. Right. 
and and Weiss has made progress from his freshman to his sophomore year, but basically, like AJ said, he's got to find a way to be able to drive play individually a bit more. Yeah, um, and we'll see with Weiss. Like he still has two full years to go, and we'll yeah. we'll he's got time. He's just another one on the pile for the abs. Right. Though. The big difference between Weiss and Ranta is that Ranta's physically matured to the point where he would fit in into pro hockey right away yep. and wouldn't have to make any major changes to his game. Weiss would just be, you're hoping he can survive. He's yeah, so Don't, he's don't so get slight. blown up, please. <laughs> so Weiss is a guy that just have to hang on. But all, all of this is to say we, we're not trying to do like a – full system breakdown here it was just a the defensemen in the system are really really thin and that's really where we think colorado should focus you know it's always take the best player available and that's how you and i both approached the first round yep but after that it was like hey we need to start focusing on defense you need to we need some uh, cam morrison um unless something has happened in the last 20 minutes since this pod has been live I'm not expecting Cam Morrison to get an NHL deal. It would not surprise me if he signed with the Avs on an AHL deal. Uh, And yeah, exactly. And see kind of what he has to offer. And that's assuming he doesn't get an ELC from another team. I don't think that's going to happen with the avalanche. I think that they are facing a situation where they know uh, ELCs, contracts uh the contract limit and all that it's not they're not going to push up against it this year but next year they have as many as eight elcs that they could be handing out yeah so they need to be careful yep um igor leaving opened up a spot which increased morrison's chances that they don't that they haven't signed him to one says they're going to wait until august 15th and then if he gets a deal from someone else then he does congratulations to him if he doesn't, I could very realistically see an AHL deal with the Eagles, but I don't think he'll get an NHL deal from the outs right away. Yeah, I I think that's just kind of the reality of that situation. But we did use the FC Hockey NHL Entry Draft Mock Draft platform to make a couple of picks based off of their rankings. They have a simulator that will have other teams make picks for you. And I I should throw this out there. Probably won't happen for a while with the playoffs about to get going. But if if being part of one of these mock drafts is an interesting thing to you, hit us up and we'd love to do a a mock draft with like a full 31 player controlled teams in the future at some time. So if that's something you want to do. We did the franchise or the fantasy draft last summer where we had the whole discord and we made all the picks and it was a whole live thing. We would love to do that as uh, for the entry draft this year uh, to get every, we have a GM for each team. If you want to sign up and be an AGM for a team, you could do that too. Like I would be, I would be all for that. And we would love to have a podcast that's just dedicated to us doing a live mock, yep. uh, NHL mock draft with, Everybody is GMs because one of the things that sucks about these simulators is that there are picks that you could take umbrage with right away. Yep. Um, for example, the the simulation that I ran that that I'm going to use here that we're going to talk about has Jack Quinn, who is very likely going to be going in the top 15 somewhere, dropping all the way to 26, and yep. that just doesn't seem very likely. Yeah. It. And would we be do? Should we be doing one where? actual people are controlling all of that that probably doesn't happen and some of those outliers wouldn't exist yeah so would love to do that in the future but for now this is what we have the abs are slated to pick 27th at this point 
uh, just given that, you know, the playoffs haven't happened and it's not exactly clear as far as that's concerned. Right. The, the other area to be determined is we yeah. don't even know where the Avs pick. It could be 27, it could be 22. Yep. So for now, would they assumed it was 27. I have to say, I ran a handful of these Sims, and almost every single time, based on these rankings, William Wallander was there, and I picked him almost every single time, except for this one. Yeah. So the thing was, the thing that you and I both found in common here, and that we had, when we were focusing on the draft, thinking they were going to jam it into June sometime, um, we had kind of fallen on the side of, if it's not William Wallander, there's not going to be another defenseman in that area that we're comfortable drafting. Yeah, I agree. I, I know a lot of round. people are high on Helga Grains, but he's still just not for me. But me, me neither. <laughs> I'm, I'm for the record. I also think he goes. Yeah, he, so. he may well, but but right, that's one of those things, you know, where it's we'll so. See. So all this hype for defensemen, we both want a defenseman in the first round, but yep. the way the board fell, it just, it, as AJ said, you have to take the best player available and one that just stands out is there. Mm-hmm. And my board fell with the injured kid, Hendricks Lapierre, still available at 27. And ultimately, I decided to take him because you're picking at the end of the first round and... That guy just has more talent than everyone else on the board. Right. And this is that that's a guy where with LaPierre, we were talking about him as, you know, a top 10 pick coming into the season. And it's just not, you know, (laughs) it's, when you're when you're picking 27th you're talking and, and you get an opportunity to, to take a guy like that you have to you have to at least strongly consider regardless of how strong you are down the middle it's not a positional need for the avalanche even even high end center isn't a positional need they're one of like three teams in the NHL that can just cross that off their list and be like we we're not dying for this guy it's right. It, again, it's more about the talent disparity of the players yep. around him when you're picking there. It's just a hundred percent that when you're picking 27, you're just happy to get an NHL player. Yep. But if a guy like LaPierre falls to you, you're talking about potentially getting an impact player, a really good NHL player. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's yes, of course, sickness easily, <laughs> but that's that's the situation where you're just taking a you're you're buying you're all in on a guy that's got great talent. Yep. And that's the appeal. And that's that's why you go that route. Um for me, uh I I kind of something similar. I took uh Noel Gunler. Yep. Who's a one of the draft's biggest boomer bust prospects. Sure. And yeah, you're gonna get a straight up big boy NHLer or you're gonna get a dude that never makes the NHL out of that. Yeah, game. you're gonna you're gonna get a guy that either comes to camp and you're like Whoa <laughs> who the hell <laughs> is this guy? Or you're gonna get a guy that comes to camp and gets swallowed whole by the competition yep. and the intensity and the physicality and completely disappears and you're like oh Uh-oh. my god we have a massive problem. And that's, for the record, 
when Connor Bleakley showed up at his first training camp. That did not happen. <laughs> None of us were concerned about it at his training camp because he took a run at Landeskog and sniped a couple of goals where you were like, hmm, you can see it. Okay. I, I'm, I'm behind this. And then a bunch of other stuff happened and it blew up in their face and it's the worst, one of the worst picks they've made in the last 20 years. Gunler could be worse than that. And that's the fear. But the upside again, like Lapierre, you're buying on the boom you're, part of that conversation. You're shooting your shot for sure. Yeah, yeah. You're you're saying, look, we're at 27. We can either I can either take William Wallander and hope that that guy pans out into a second pairing defenseman for me, or I could take Noel Gundler and this dude could be this dude. This dude could be a 30 goal scorer that that we end up using to replace Andre Burakovsky in four years. Yep. Like, That's the upside, basically. Right. Like, this this, this could be the ELC that helps us. So, it's like this, th- that, that's the upside there. So, knowing that the defense, that the defensive pipeline is barren after the, after the top two guys and that we both need defense, we both drafted forwards. Yep. It, this is something we've talked about not just this year, but many times in every year, you just have to play to the board. The board is yeah. going to fall the way it's going to fall, and you have to you have to play off of it and take what is usually in the first round the best player available. Um, but you have to take what's there. And you and I both had an op- in this opportunity. We both had a chance to take Wallander as the yep. last defenseman that was kind of high on both of our boards that we really liked. Uh, whose talent we were buying into, who's who's also just a really good fit for Colorado. Honestly, he's a really good fit. Um, we we both we both had him on our board, and we were both like, I "Can't do it." Yep. Yep. Gotta gotta go somewhere else. Yep. Um, that's just that's just how it happens sometimes, and yeah, you can run that sim thirty times, and you know, Lapierre's there, maybe three or four of them. Yeah. This so, was the first. I've, I've run it five times today, and it's the first time Gunler was there. So, so there you go. Um, moving on down the list, the Avs don't have a second round pick. First of all, which if you're picking forward in the first round is a huge problem because there's a bunch of defensemen that go in the second round. Every there's going to be a really big run on D in the second round. Let's see. In my mock, there were one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine defensemen picked in the second round. Mine had ten. So, second round is where you want to be if you want to take yeah. a defenseman. Uh, yep. Including plenty of guys we have talked about, like Mook Medulin, Ryan O'Rourke. Uh, the list goes on. Justin Barron. Justin Barron as well. Um, we talked a little bit about Emil Andre. Yep. We have not actually talked too much about the Finnish kids this year. Yeah. Well, I think we'll get there. In time. In they've time. been they've been kind of on the rise as the process sort of the, reached it. the Finns, man. They always rise somehow. Like Yeah. Well and and the timeline of this year was so weird because everybody was preparing for the draft like it was going to happen at a normal time, and then it didn't. Yeah. And everybody's lists were done, and all the scouting services had published all their stuff, and it was like, okay, we're finished. And now it's like, 
but you're not actually <laughs> 13 minutes from now. We're watching exhibition hockey from that same season. So yep. it's been a weird year. Well, on that note, we do have to take our second period break of the day. And of course it's time to acknowledge Breckenridge brewery, the official beer of DNVR. Not cracking one yet, but about to go crack one as I watch some real proper NHL hockey in just a few minutes here. So you can pick up yours at your local Davidson's or any local liquor store at this point. Or if you want to support directly at the source, you can either go down to the farmhouse in Littleton or head over to the DNVR bar and get one of eight of their Breckenridge breweries right on tap for you with a ton of choices. I believe... They just tapped the keg on Mountain Beach, but they're putting in a strawberry sky in its place. So you can't go wrong with either of those beers. Yeah, exactly. Strawberry sky on tap, baby. Uh, Either way, head on down to anywhere you can find your Breckenridge Brew. You can always use the Breck Brew locator on their website. Third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by Davidson's Beer, Wine, and Spirits. Nope. I, I knew I was going to do that. It's presented by DraftKings Sportsbook now. Davidson's our super long-time presenter. Thank you to them as well. Either way, DraftKings now. So what are you betting on here, AJ? As we uh, as we move down to the Avs third round, I was, I was really, really hoping Emil Vero was going to fall to me, uh, but he didn't make it. He didn't, even come, he didn't even come close for me. Yeah, way gone. Yeah, the guys, the the guy that I was, um, the forward that I was really hoping would get to me that I really like a lot is Alexander Poshin. Mm-hmm. He's real tiny, but boy, is he an explosive offensive talent. I mean, that's that's the exact type of guy that you look for in the third round, right? An explosive offensive talent. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's. There's going to be a large hole in his game, whether it's his size, his skating, whatever. But if there's something with significant upside there, you say, look, we could get an NHL player out of this. Definitely. If you can find a guy in the third round, the way that I always look at it is if you can find a guy in the third round with one NHL tool and you believe that you can build the rest around him or you're just magically hoping that some pixie dust gets sprinkled on him and he works really hard and you know it just become and he develops a second nhl tool great that's that's how that's how i approach it and we saw it last year um the two guys that they took in the third round had two nhl tools yep alex bocage had the shot and steinberg had the size and physicality and kind of that men that power forward game that 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 approach I guess yeah. we'll, we'll call it like makeup. Um, so those, you know, those the, they're hoping that each of those guys can better round out their games with Steinberg. They're hoping it's a little more of an offensive profile with Bocage. It's skating. Yep. If those guys could, can round out those aspects of their games, they'll be in the NHL someday. Simple. And yeah. And so looking around, um, I don't know what your board looked like, but a whole lot of guys who are five foot nine. Yeah, see, I went with the guy who wasn't five foot nine. <laughs> but I went with the one who was five eleven. <laughs> okay, yeah, I went a little bigger than that. I didn't get I didn't get Sokolov who went at seventy five, unfortunately, but 
settled for the six foot two Maxime Groshev, who, as an 18 year old, played 37 games in the KHL this year, put up only seven points, nothing crazy for a right winger. But again, this is <clears throat> somewhat similar to a Kovalenko type on the on the forward side in the regards of look, yeah. if you're playing proper minutes in the KHL at this young of an age, there is a lot there to like. And I think the upside is is fairly significant. He he played a handful of games in Russian juniors this year and they basically said you're too good for this league, go away. So compared to his peers, he stands out quite a bit. Uh, again, six foot two, two hundred pound guy. So he has the size that someone like a Kovalenko is lacking a little bit. Um, not quite the same bulldogish mentality as a Kovalenko, but mm-hmm. look, you're asking for the, the pretty much standard Russian prototypical forward here, where you say, "Look, go spend a couple of years in the KHL, which is an extremely offensive league. Figure out your offense, and then we'll talk about bringing it to the NHL." And one of the other things that you really like um, about that is that he does not he does not play for one of the power um, right. organizations in the KHL. The the ones that actually win championships <laughs> and stuff. <laughs> right. Well, and the ones who have the money to keep their guys from leaving. Yep. Um, that's you know you take a you take a St. Petersburg or somebody you know one of the one of the. the- one of the funded teams, right? Like one of the one of the jewel franchises in the KHL. You know, yeah. you're you're immediately reducing the opportunity that you're going to have to convince that guy to come over in a timely fashion. Yep, if if at all, right? And with Groshev, he does not play for one of those programs. So obviously, the results didn't work out. But um, similar story with <clears throat> with guys like Igor and and honestly. Uh, it hasn't happened yet, but it's someone like a Zaravlyov too, where yeah. the teams just say, look, we can only pay who we can pay. And and the KHL salary cap, if you don't know, has been shrinking pretty significantly over the past couple yeah. of years too. Yeah, so, I think it even led to the a contraction of one of the teams. They just yeah. didn't have the money anymore. Yep. So it, it, if players are looking to make money, coming over is becoming a better and better option for these Russian players. Even, even ELC money where they, they make 70,000 in the AHL, but they make a 92,000 in a signing bonus. Yep. That's meaningful cash for those guys with the signing bonus, especially for the younger guys. It's probably as much as they're making in the KHL. Yeah. It's a big deal. So that's where, that's just where the, the, the financial reality of the KHL uh, is losing ground in its fight to keep its its talent. Yep, and uh, that's why guys like this, like like a Groshev or even, um, well, <laughs> pick your poison here. Yeah. Honestly, like Poshin is another good example. Yeah. Like another where where you get these mid round Russian kids uh, who are still in Russia, and you have a better chance than ever at getting them to come over just because the financial aspect of it yep yeah so um i i actually stuck to the plan and went with a defenseman at least one of us did (laughs) um i went with luke reed out of chicago the ushl um i'm nervous about the ushl because i don't know what's next for those guys yep the upside of him being in the ushl already and not the and the ncaa is the ushl is already planning to continue its season 
and have its season kind of go on, not as normal, but as normal as possible. And if the college hockey gets canceled, the USHL and, and the USHL continues, he just stays there. That obviously that's not great for his development. It puts him behind a year, all those different things, but it's at least he, he's at least playing. And the reality is a lot of kids are going to be in that boat if that's how it shakes yeah. out. So he's in, he's in the same draft class as all these other guys. It's not like he's the only one going through it. So it would be, it would just kind of put this entire draft class a little bit behind. And that's just the reality of it. And with Reed, he's, he's more of a defender than a puck mover. Given his size, that's iffy, but he, he's got a certain tenacity to him that I really like, and he's right-handed. I mean, um, if there's any organization that trusts a smaller guy to be quality on defense, it's the abs after <laughs> Sam Gerrard, right? <laughs> right. So I, I like him, um, and he's, he picks his spots offensively. Um, you know, you and I have watched a handful of steel games because they yeah. had Brisson, yeah, yeah. Well, they had Brisson and Colangelo, Reed. Yeah, well, right. They've, they've they got four like, or five guys who are going to get yeah, drafted. A bunch game. of guys that are supposed to go in the mid rounds. So, <clears throat> so we've seen it. We've seen a handful of the steel this this off season that we've watched, and um, I'm I like him. I like his game. I'm familiar with it. Um, it to me just need to keep keep taking defensemen. Uh, keep taking defensemen and seeing what they seeing how they can pan out. Re, trying to rebuild that system because they will need to replace an Ian Cole or a Ryan Graves in two or three years on ELCs. They'll need to do that because you know uh, uh, to Gerard on his contract, McCarr on his next contract. Um, you're hoping Timmins and Byram on their second or third contracts are worth legit money. You're going to need ELCs and. Uh, this is again where the second round pick comes back in. Look, if a defenseman's yep. the best pick in the first round, great, take him and be happy with it. But having that second round pick allows the Avs. If the Avs D pipeline had three Drew Hellisons in it right now, you'd be feeling pretty okay. Yeah, uh, we would not be talking. We would not be sitting here having this conversation about oh, we got it. We like you have to force the defenseman in the mid rounds. Yeah, agreed. So that's what they need to to fill out their pipeline with is, yep. is exactly that. And hopefully they can do it in the third round. Maybe they do in the first, but having that second round pick just gives them a lot more latitude to take the player they want at each position. Yep. And when we're talking about trying to get that extra pick, it's probably with the trade of a defenseman. I'm, a guy, a guy like Zadorov is probably the likeliest candidate to go. If he goes on end. his own. Yep. If he goes on his own, it's probably a draft pick or two here or there. If he goes in a package of some sort, yeah, then you're expecting more of a return than that. But you definitely would love to sneak a second round pick somewhere in there for sure. Yeah, and that's you know that's you can't forget about that when we talk about oh Timmons and Byram are graduating and that's why the pipeline's so thin. Sure, but now you also have eight NHL defensemen, <laughs> right? That's the re- that's that's the cost of the graduation is that it's like hey you're you're saving the money on those ELCs to move out Zadorov's near UFA status. Yep. So, so that's the balancing act that you got to have. Uh Rudo, let's get out of here. Hockey's about to start. Yep, we got to yep. go. Puck drop is happening in just a couple minutes. So we are out of here for today. 
had to hit back to my favorite draft content to get us through this final day before Avalanche Hockey. We will be coming at you tomorrow post-game after the abs exhibition game to talk everything about it so keep an eye out for that one we hope to see you there enjoy the hockey and it's back baby let's go